This is an encore presentation. If you like it, listen live on Saturday at 8 in the morning. Soul Sanctuary. You should be here. You should be here with me, baby. The views on this program are solely those of the host and his or her guests and do not reflect those of KZSM Radio, SMTXCRA, or its governing body. Good morning, Soul Sanctuary Soldiers. I'm so glad to be here with you this week. Uh, thanks for joining me. It's bright and early this Saturday morning here in downtown, beautiful downtown uh, San Marcos, Texas. Today we have a really fun show. Uh, we get to talk to someone who's all as enthusiastic uh, about the Thoth deck as I am. And I just uh, ran across a page here on online. And um, his name is Zoltan. Did you want to say hey? Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> there we go. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about the differences between uh, uh, the deck that uh, we're focusing on today, which is Thoth uh, and the um, RWS deck. Also, our regular Soul Sanctuary stuff. Uh, the element this week is air. And so we would be talking about, in, in Terra, we'd be talking about the swords suit. Um, and so maybe that'll be some of what we discussed today. Uh, and then in Orisha, that would be Oya. And that's kind of interesting because Oya is responsible for things like tornadoes and hurricanes. We just had that terrible hurricane uh, down the lower part of the country. Um, we're praying for all those people. Um, so the focus this week, that element is going to be air. So when you go on Soul Sanctuary MMF on Facebook, uh, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. Libra and air and uh, that element uh, all the way through until next week. So Zontan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, <clears throat> hi, how y'all doing? <laughs> Thank you for having me today. Yes, yes. Um, my name is Zoltan. What I do is I actually, I'm actually a writer. I'm a writer and a blogger, and uh, I run a website at uh, whoiszoltanblue.wordpress.com. Mm -hmm. And um, basically what I do, what my angle is, is I'm much like everybody else. I have my own spiritual journey um, that's been chronicling for a number of years now. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is, much like other people have done, um, kind of leaving breadcrumbs along the path. You know, you can think of everybody across history doing that. And so what I've done is I basically focus myself on my on the writing side of it okay. and uh, talk about some of the stories and experiences that I've had along my own path. And, and that includes, you know, also... Uh, my journey utilizing the tarot as well. So, mm -hmm. how did you find tarot in the first place? You know, that's kind of um, it's a pretty interesting story. Mm. Um, I kind of think of it as like, you know, when we kind of go on us on a spiritual journey, you know, we start looking at different things that we would never, never ever would have. Um, conceptualize we'd be doing in a moment right sure and so just like a lot of people there's a day where i found myself with a box of tarot cards sitting in my hands right mm -hmm. and so in that moment you know uh, i'm sitting there with this box of tarot cards and in that moment um i have no idea what's contained inside that box okay and so from that point of inception it's um 
my consciousness or my journey, so to speak, um, has an elemental start, you know, in, in, in actually looking at the tarot, opening up that box and actually starting the journey of uh, learning what the tarot is and what it might mean for me. Right. So, and that's, that's kind of, um, <clears throat> that's kind of why um, my attraction was initially to the uh, Bob tarot. Yeah. And, um, so that's kind of how my journey started. Now, did you did um, you seek out the thought, or that just that's what happened to be around you? It's just um, I actually had a friend of mine who suggested it. Oh, good. And okay. um, yeah, and so that's you know you can go online. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. You can go online, or you can buy books and. You know, lots of people have written tons of different books, and lots of people have online resources and daily readings, and so there's a multitude of resources out there to get yourself familiar with the tarot, right? And then and understand the principles what, behind it, right? And understand like the deck that might that might uh, resonate with you most. I think um, I, I just want to ask that question. I was thinking about it in my own walk, and I guess it was kind of happenstance. I mean. If there is a such thing as coincidence, which I don't believe, <laughs> uh, but the it was in, tarot itself was introduced to me via the Thoth deck, and then after I got interested mm -hmm. in it and studied it and um, played with it for a while, I looked at other decks and nothing came close. <laughs> I was I, I'm I'm really not I don't jive with any other deck. There's one more um, that my that my husband got for me that's actually really beautiful and it's called the the mythic god goddess and so all of the cards are goddesses and and the mm -hmm. and the back of the card itself is like shaped like a woman it's beautiful it's great great feminine energy and it's very colorful like thoth and that's really the only one that i jive with in addition to thoth i've used other decks and I don't know that the effectiveness is different, but my connection to the deck is different, which makes my experience of doing tarot different, and I think um, less. <laughs> it's less of an experience. Yeah. It is definitely interesting because, um, you know, myself too, I was very attracted to the Thoth deck. And, you know, that day that came where, um, you know, there was a day in my life where I never even thought about even entertaining the idea of looking at anything like a tarot deck. Right. And then one day I found myself actually holding it, looking through all the, every card and every image. And, you know, on that day it was like, what is all of this stuff? Did, so it is pretty, it's it's pretty amazing. I agree. Um, did, did you find a card that you feel represents you uh, with that initial kind of pass through it? Well, the funny thing about that is, is, is yes, um, but just like my understanding of the tarot has changed over time, so has my, you know, my orientation to a specific card or a set of cards. Yes. Or, um, yes, me too. You know what card might have meaning to me in a moment, but right. but yeah, identifying with a specific card that really kind of reaches out to you has has changed. You know. Now, one of and the I think there's a mess. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say one of the one of the... <laughs> You go ahead. I'll wait. Go ahead. <laughs> We're stuck between host and gentlemanliness. <laughs> we'll Hostess, get please continue. Host is okay. One one of the things that comes up when you start discussing tarot with other readers is how important 
um, is learning the cards. Like some people find the academic part of tarot useless. They just say, you know, just go with your feelings and there's no actual, you know, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say, uh, text to the actual cards and what each card means. Do you find that you're mm -hmm. more on the intuitive side or that you also find there is benefit in learning the symbols and what each card represents and the energy that it was made to reflect? Oh, that's a pretty interesting question. I think that question actually goes hand in hand with actually one's own subjective evolution within their understanding of the tarot. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah, for me it was like, you know, in the beginning you're, especially the Thoth, okay, mm -hmm. it lays out, you know, on every picture there's symbols. Right. There's symbols related to astrology, there's symbols related to the Kabbalah, there's symbols, there's numerology, and then, then there's the actual pictorial symbols, right? Absolutely. And you can buy books, and you can look up and see what every single one of those symbols means. Yep. And it can become an overwhelming, daunting task, right? Right. And so I think that's kind of a point where you immerse yourself in either one of those angles. And for me today, I would say that um, one or the other leads to the other. And for me, the kind of getting into the details of it, yes, mm -hmm. you know, the academic side of it, right, leads to a realization of more of an intuitive nature. I agree. That makes sense. It does. I I, yeah. I think that it is kind of cyclical. Um, I think when I started, I started with I would just lay out a spread and then go up and read what each card meant. And I had Mirror of the Soul, the little black book, and I liked that book because it had the description of the card plus indications and suggestions and affirmation and questions. Like it broke down mm -hmm. each card in such a uh, relatable way. And I kind of mm -hmm. have learned, even going past that book, whenever I look at a card, I look at it for what does it mean, what would an affirmation be, and kind of what questions do you ask to figure out where you are in relation to the energy of that card. Because um, I think it's a really good way to kind of learn it. There's 78 cards. It's a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, there's some overarching themes, but the, the thought itself, like taking on reading tarot, I don't... I don't think it's a, a task you should enter lightly. <laughs> it's it's a lot of information. Uh, and like you said, as you grow yeah. as you grow with your comfort and as a reader, uh the 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 tarot changes, the way that you read changes, what is important in the in the spread. Uh it's it it's such a fascinating topic. I'm so glad we get to talk about it today. Um but before we go any further, let me go ahead and get our breakthrough and then on the other side of that, uh we'll continue to talk about Thoth. Thank you so much for joining me, Zoltan. Guys, we'll see you on the other side of the break. KZSM.org and the incredible people at the City of San Marcos Main Street program are proud to present live music with the Kissing Alley Concert Series. KZSM.org is proud to host this free, family-friendly event that is located at 121 East Hopkins, across from the historic downtown courthouse in San Marcos. 
The Kissing Alley Concert Series is every third Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. and is a partnership with the Third Thursday Walkabouts. Come on out and support live local music and community radio at kzsm.org. See you downtown. Have you ever locked yourself in a weird situation? You're sweating. <laughs> You're stressed because you know I know that you know about the aliens. Golden Retriever gave birth to a green puppy. 40, 50 yeah. years from now, you're going to see some robots on the side of the road. Like, we need money for batteries. <laughs> you know how big the universe is? It's huge. It's probably mostly aliens. It's the out biggest there. thing out there. You ain't nothing but a hagfish. Sounds pretty dank. My FOMO is on fire. <laughs> ah! You can catch the slanted sandwich every Monday from noon until two. Your source of weird news. With Lucky Lauren. Oh, and Bosco Bob. We made these names up and we might make up others. Right here at KZSM.org's live streaming. I just wanted to get Hi, I don't want to think. There's a grace in wild variety. Tune into Mixed Bag every Wednesday morning from 10 a.m. to noon for music and conversation as diverse as the San Marcos police blotter. Mixed Bag every Wednesday morning from 10 to noon, only on KZSM.org. This is the Love Lines. You're on the air caller. Come on down to KZSM.org on Wednesday nights from 10 to 11 p.m. where all the great questions will be answered because you're listening to The Love Lines. And it's going to be a wonderful time. So come on down and don't forget us at KZSM.org Wednesday night, 10 to 11 p.m. So we're back with Soul Sanctuary. Uh, we are discussing the Thoth tarot deck with Zoltan. Zoltan, did you want to say hey to everybody? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Great. So um, there's a lot of my favorite parts of the Thoth deck. Um, what drew you or what keeps your interest? What do you still study about it? Um, <clears throat> well, my use of the tarot has changed over the years, so... You know, it became a kind of a point of uh, pictorial imagery that mm-hmm. you kind of look at and you break down individually. Um, you know, you do readings for yourself or you do readings for others. Uh, you do daily draws. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's times where, um, you know, the thought to me was just something that I had to just put up, put up on a shelf, and then later on pull it back down. And each time, it seems over time, something else is revealed to me. Sure. So, um, you know, you were talking about your um, your focus for the week is the element air, right? Yes. And so what I find interesting about the tarot and, you know, the Thoth deck and even the writer and any, really any other, any other iteration of tarot that's out there is it comes from someone, you know, it comes from somebody's, somebody's mind and intuitive qualities to where what ended up happening was a set of principles were put down in pictorial form in these cards. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so from the point of view of air, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Especially when you look back on the history of it. Um, mm-hmm. There was an individual or set of, individual, set of individuals that created the RWS deck, right? Yes. And then there was a set of individuals that passed down principles 
and concepts that ultimately led to, you know, Aleister Crowley and, um, you know, uh, Frida Harris to create the Thoth deck. Right. You know, so, when, and these individuals are no longer on this earth. Right. So this whole massive amount of information is left in all these pictorial images for us to play with. Right. And I find that extremely fascinating. Um, so that it's still tr- uh, relatable? Yeah, the efforts mm-hmm. of others in the past right. have given us something, you know, a, a framework with which to work with, and that's pretty amazing. Um, and it took took me a, a while to actually be able to begin to see a lot of that. So, yeah, kind of where my interest lies. I I find that how how applicable every card is in the way that the I guess the variations within the interpretation of the card uh, really does apply to whatever situation there is I think that you know initially yeah. when I do a spread with someone at first we kind of do the the kind of academic part of like you know this is which spread we're going to do this is which card goes in which position what each position means but then there's some point after that that it goes from kind of the very objective uh, part of tarot into the part where that super conscious is connected and that's when we're talking about what's actually happening specifics in different people's lives you know depending on who you're talking to and it becomes really personal and customized for the situation for the day for the energy that you brought and um, one of I guess one of the best parts about that is explaining to people who don't know about tarot or metaphysical stuff um, kind of what's happening why does that happen why is it related to me and my explanation has usually been that um, and my understanding is that we're like magnets and the cards are as well basically and so when you pick a card the reason that you picked it is because you were attracted to that card by the energy you're giving off and by energy that's giving off it has to synchronize in order for you to pick it so that's why each card has to have to do with you and that's how it becomes personal. <laughs> does, that, does that make sense? That's, that's pretty good way. Of, that's a pretty good way of, of saying it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, I like what I like about it is um, um, there's been different people that have different angles towards the tarot, mm-hmm. and so you know different authors have had. Um, I don't know how you say it. Like um, they will. Um, use their nomenclature to communicate the meanings of the tarot. Mm-hmm. And then you have another person that will use a different um, set of references to explain the tarot. Right. And so there's all sorts of different avenues with which to understand the tarot. And so um, it kind of comes down to, you know, when you take all the cards and you put them away and you put them in the deck, mm-hmm. you're kind of shutting the door on whatever information is available in the tarot. Right. And then when you take that deck out and you open it up, there's an expansiveness of consciousness that that undergoes, right? Mm-hmm. From the very moment you look at one card and you look at one concept, you can sit there and expand in your own consciousness as far as what that means. Sure. And so, you know, every single one of these elements kind of it becomes like a mirror, from my understanding. It becomes like mm-hmm. a mirror. Absolutely for bringing into awareness those things that we're not aware of. Like, So when you buy a tarot deck, you're completely unaware. You open up a tarot deck and your awareness expands. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, it, it becomes kind of, kind of like you said, like a like an academic pursuit. 
right. along with an intuitive pursuit and the expansionness of our consciousness into awareness that we were not aware of. Absolutely. And that's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty valuable, especially on a spiritual journey. Um, yeah, I think... We need a lot of explanations. Well, a lot of breadcrumbs have to be read before some understandings are, are, are uh, taken under our belt. You know? Absolutely. And I think for, in a practical sense, uh, what I learned by kind of reading tarot and, and being in that world and learning about it and, and the more and more I understand about the cards and how, they're, how they relate to us uh, is that kind of graying of everything. Like before, I, um, I think I was a lot more binary. Like it's either zero or one. It's yes or no. There is no gray. And since for the last 15, 20 years of reading tarot, everything's gray. <laughs> It's no black and white anymore. Like, first of all, uh, I don't really believe in what that evil is what I once did. And I don't believe that good is what I once did. Everything is just on a continuum. And so it it's really kind of, I guess, expanded my, ultimately my compassion, right? Because there's not a whole lot that's outside. Sure, absolutely. Right? It's not, there's not a whole lot that's outside of my acceptance of what, could happen uh and i think that to be less polarized and kind of kind of uh get into the gradient of things you know and and how much more similar they are than different i think that makes you i think that um ultimately makes you a better steward right to yourself and to other people and to the planet uh because when you're busy kind of dissecting things into what is absolutely right and what is absolutely wrong all it does is end up excluding people and you exclude yeah. until you get down to just yourself and then you're really lonely <laughs> and then you oh, <laughs> then you open the doors back up <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a fuel exercise but I think we all go through it on some level and yeah life is very interesting you know we all all of us have those ultimate questions, you know, and sometimes they're questions in the moment, like, mm-hmm. you know, why is this thing happening to me? You know, why is my perception of this thing what it is right now? Sure. Um, you know, why am, why am I here? Why are we here? Right. Um, so those ultimate questions, um, you know, we kind of search for to find meaning in our life. And you're right, you know, um, what I like about the tarot is all the principles, especially in the um, the minor arcana. Right. Um, they really help deal with issues that, um, you know, can be happening on an internal basis to where we may not even realize that we're stuck in a loop, you know. Sure. And so there's this pictorial thing, you know, that spans, you know, um, several different iterations, you know, the four elements to where you can look and you can kind of you can see a picture of something you might not have realized before. And so that helps a lot, like you said, about compassion. Sometimes we can't have compassion until we realize what the iteration is happening within our own consciousness, you know, why we're frustrated or why we don't have the answers we seek. And um, I think the tarot kind of helps in that, kind of breaks it out. I kind of think of it as like a hub, Tarot is kind of like a hub, you know. Okay. Um, if there's some sort of iteration that you're having problems with, um, all these cards are tied together and they give these explanations to where, you know, you can reach that moment of peace inside to where you can actually look at a situation with compassion. Sure. And actually address it in a positive manner. So. I agree. And I think that 
at least the least that will happen if you do a tarot reading if you pull a card about a situation the least that'll happen is that you'll get a different perspective on it and that's fantastic yeah (laughs) the least that'll happen is a great thing because when we get stuck however we're stuck in depression and in anger and in whatever it is unworthiness whatever or scarcity whatever complex is is kind of we're battling with at the moment um it has a lot to do with whatever perspective we're attached to and i'm not saying we don't have good reasons to be attached to things but i'm saying it's attachment and the way that you're able to get kind of past it is to understand that that's not the only answer that's just one of a million answers it's a one of a million perspectives and as soon as you can find for me when you can find one that imparts some empowerment on you keep going that direction (laughs) keep going the direction of whatever perspective will give you back you know your empowerment to change the situation or move past the situation or shut the door or open the door or whatever it is um i think that we get stuck a lot in the um paralyzing fear or paralyzing whatever guilt um and that if you at that moment go to a tarot reader or if you have your own deck pull a spread you will at least get a different perspective. So now you can see it from, you can you can m- make decisions based on more than just your own selfish kind of motives. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. You know, referencing an outside source to find clarity in a situation sure. is invaluable to everybody. Absolutely. And you could... You could think that the authors of any sort of tarot system have brought it upon themselves to include kind of a collective um, outside source available to anybody in pictorial form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I like your example about how you know you can find something that pinpoints the problem, but at the same time the tarot can help you be expansive as well. Right. Realize things that um, you weren't aware of. You know, you can find a an iteration of something to pinpoint to help your to help yourself in that moment and at the same time you can enjoy the perspective of actually looking at these images and having realization realizations for yourself sure and expand beyond exactly where you are in the moment so right i i find it an extremely self extremely gentle way to get to self-help like some things can be kind of jarring and I think that where tarot kind of says, well, how about I offer you this, which is a very gentle way of saying, maybe we can see it this way. And I, I, I love that gentleness about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was really rude. I have to cut you off. We're going to have to go into a break uh, right on the other side. I promise I'll let you get right back into that thought. <laughs> You're listening to Soul Sanctuary. This is an encore presentation. If you like it, listen live on Saturday at 8 in the morning. Soul Sanctuary. You should be here with me. You should be here with me, baby. Girl, you know you drive me crazy. You should be here Okay, what makes this true community radio? KZSM expresses San Marcos in all its beauty, diversity, and quirkiness. We have shows about food and about feminism, about wrestling, books, movies, politics, veterans, sports, and aliens. And all kinds of music, reggae, heavy metal, 
Oldies on vinyl and local live bands live in the studio. It's like Texas weather. If you don't like it, stay tuned. It'll change. Our programming is produced entirely by volunteers using donated equipment, assisted by dedication, imagination, and love. But those don't pay the rent, the electric bill, or our other expenses, which is where you come in. Please find the Donate button right there on the webpage and help sustain this true community that we all share. KZSM, your true community radio station, is now an official collection point for the Hayes County Food Bank. Bring your non-perishable food items to our studio located at 216 North Guadalupe and place them in the green food bank barrel outside our studio door. Or you may stop by the kissing alley or our booth at the farmer's market every Saturday morning. At Hayes County Food Bank, we believe that everyone deserves adequate access to nutritious food. Families shouldn't choose between paying rent and paying for groceries. Parents shouldn't skip meals just to ensure that their children can eat. There's plenty of food to go around. We envision a well-nourished community, but we cannot get there alone. We provide food for an average of 1,500 households a week through direct distributions and through other local partner agencies serving low-income individuals. On average, 15,000 pounds of food goes out in one week, which means we always need your help. So we ask you to remember your local food bank all year round. Donate food, donate money, or donate time. Visit www.hayesfoodbank.org and join the fight to end hunger here. Thank you. What's up, everybody? This is J-Rod with a Back to the Movies programming announcement. Starting June 27th, we will be moving to 7 to 9 p.m. Still on Wednesdays, just in a new, later time slot. Rivers makes his return to the show just in time for the release of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Do we think the movie's any good, or should the franchise go extinct? Tune in June 27th, 7 to 9 p.m. on kzsm.org. Everybody, you made it back. We're on the other side of the break here in the middle of the show. Uh, you're listening to Soul Sanctuary. It's beautiful Saturday morning. We're talking about the Thoth deck. And we're talking with Zoltan. He's joining us on the phone. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, and he's an author. We've been talking about uh, some, of the, some of the things that we find really beautiful and fantastic uh, about the Thoth deck. Uh, I wanted to go through what some of the daily tarot that we had this week was because um, that'll give us some focus on individual cards and what uh, kind of my perspective on them is versus his. Um, does that sound good, Zotan? It's fine. Okay, fantastic. So um, I'm going to look at the air card since our, since our focus this week is on the element air. Uh, and that in tarot is swords. Now, depending on who you ask, the most recent actual, um, the most recent kind of um, description I got for swords is that it deals with how you handle conflict. And I love that idea about the swords being how you handle conflict. Because when you think about a sword, you think about war, right? So that's a really cool and easy association. And all of the swords cards kind of challenge actually um, how you handle conflict uh today well let's not do today let's do um what day was this the eighth on the eighth the card was peace that's the two of swords 
And so the way that I related that card on that day, you know, it was that it was this is five days ago, uh, was that um, your mission today, uh, should you choose to accept it, is to maintain your peace. So challenge yourself in every moment to keep your center, your position and your dignity. Acceptance is requestance. Demonstrate to whatever you consider holy that you embody and want more peace in your journey. On this card, you see paper folded into origami. And I think that that means, and that can indicate that you want to find the most creative aspect of your situation and the way to, and you know what to do with it. Because origami is like amazing, right? <laughs> just take just a regular piece of paper and you fold it into something beautiful and or useful. And so I think that that's what's, that's what's going on in this card. How do you view the peace card? That's the two of swords. Uh, to me, the <clears throat> to me the two of swords comes. Um, it's actually one of four four major cards in the deck introduced into the the minor arcana, mm-hmm. and so it's one of four cards that I I think of as our, our closest iteration to our spiritual self. In other words, it's kind of one of those things that we can try to incorporate mm-hmm. in every moment of our lives to where we're going to have the best experience that we can here. Okay. And so when we think of ourselves outside of this earth, we're trying to incorporate, you know, um, what we might understand is our soul self. You know, that card, peace, is right at the top of the list. And so um, it becomes pretty simple. Um, you kind of focus yourself on being peaceful in everything that you do. All the other negative iterations that are, you know, communicated in the tarot mm-hmm. uh, under the element of air um, become pretty easy to answer. Sure. Um, the other um, negative iterations that um, are listed under the element of air, um, they just become a point to recognize. And we can always return to peace. So yeah. um, it's kind of, I've kind of hi- highlight my perspective on that in that article that I wrote. It's on mm-hmm. my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the demystification of the tarot. Sure. And that's one of those four things that we can incorporate into our daily lives is peace. So. Peace, right. And growing that ability yeah. to kind of cultivate it and understand that it's a choice and you can always choose it. You can always choose to be peaceful. Like it takes two people to argue and you don't have to be part of it. I think that allowance exactly. is important. Well, there's, there's, you know, peace can be thought of in many different ways. Peace can be... Um, you know, thought as as relationships with other people. Um, they can be thought of on, you know, a societal level. They can th- be thought of on, a, you know, uh, interrelations between governments, you know. Um, sure. And then there's the, the, the whole element of inner peace. And so mm-hmm. there's this inner and outer perspective that can be looked at as well. You know, if we're constantly surrounded by chaos, our inner peace is going to be a challenge, right? Sure, absolutely. So, um, we, should at, we should at least build a couple of moments into our day that don't have that chaos. Um, and I think my rule, my rule of thumb is just like for time out, um, it's a minute per year. So <laughs> however old you are, that's how many minutes of uninterrupted peace I think that you need every day, at least every other day. We're really, really busy, we say here in America. <laughs> Uh, so, Very busy, yeah. Right, and that um, I I question that busy part a whole lot because I think that uh, you remember when you were in school and the teacher would give you busy work. 
and you'd be irritated because you knew it was just busy work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid that we've all gone and convinced ourselves that we're doing something when we're all just very busy. And meanwhile, while we're in that busy um, kind of um, primate state, (laughs) uh, we don't give ourselves the peace which is where that still voice lives that kind of tells us what's the next step, what to do next, that never judges us, that's always right, that I think that voice exists in, in peace. And uh, so that if there is none, you never get to hear it. Yeah, inner peace and outer peace are two different things. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, being able to practice inner peace requires that outer peace. So, sure. you know, peace in and of itself becomes this... this um, this exercise throughout one's entire life because there will always be a situation where your your, your inner peace is challenged. So um, there again, you know, there's so many different images in the tarot that that give us explanations like that. Like, you know, that element of peace Mm -hmm. can be related to a lot of the images that are are within, um, you know, the major arcana, you know, those those major trumps. Sure. you may not under something might be frustrating you and you can look through and you can find reasons why, you know? Right. Um, And like recognizing the idea that if something irritates you, then that's because it's reflecting something inside of you. Is that kind of where you want to? Yeah. You know, um, there could be something that's being mirrored back to us, you know? And I think a, a lot of the Trump's, the Trump cards kind of try to illustrate to us what happens on an external basis. You know, we we can actually be those things, but it kind of explains to us, you know, what is happening in the external world around us. Right. You know, I do. Um, I, I well, recently I, I keep refer, referring to the major arcana only as the major arcana <laughs> due to recent events. Uh, but uh, well, well. Our, Arcana alone literally just means mystery. So the major mystery versus the minor mystery, you know. So the major mystery is what is this world, you know, you know. What are the major archetypes, you know? Right, and those are the what are the the, things that can happen? Those are the life lessons I usually. What are the things we can't see? Right, those are the life lessons I usually refer to them as when I'm doing readings, and then the minor are kind of the um, more temporary influences. Now, temporary. Is relative, right? <laughs> Very relative, <laughs> and it and it relates a whole lot to your belief system, by the way. So, <laughs> how much you know? Very how, much so, right? So, how much it affects you, and how how temporary that is, is one hundred percent up to you. But it's really good from a time perspective. So, if we're looking at um, some of the cards, are a little bit more intimidating. Like I find the Moon card really intimidating, um, versus uh, some other card that says be careful. Um, uh, if it's in, if we find it in the moon, if that's the energy that's giving us that information, then that means this is something you probably struggle with your whole life, or this is a kind of a lifetime battle. This is what you came down to the planet to learn. But then, if it's like something that's a little bit, if it's coming up in the minor arcana, it's more like, okay, this is what influences on you currently. You know, soon there'll be another one, or as soon as you change your mind, there'll be another one. And um, that kind of helps people kind of chunk, I guess, <laughs> which issue to attack first uh, when we have our readings. And I think that uh, part of what I always encourage uh, people when we have tarot readings is that if you'll just address the low-hanging fruit 
uh, you'll find your journey much easier. You don't have to try to fix every single aspect of this issue. Just just start on the part that's affecting your life negatively. And if you kind of work backwards that way, like, you know, last hired, first fired, right? <laughs> if you kind of mm-hmm. if you kind of work backwards that way, you'll find uh, that you'll get to peace with or, you know, healing with whatever the aspect is you're working on, I think, much quicker. Have you found that? Well, I mean, okay, so you can go to somebody that, that does tarot readings, right? <clears throat> so you can go to somebody and they'll give you a tarot reading and um, you'll get a perspective of the cards based on that that practitioner's intuition and understanding of the cards, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, and then the same thing happens within books, you know, someone learning the tarot, they'll go through books and all that. So we can get, you know, a perspective from someone who's an actual tarot reader. Mm-hmm. We can get a perspective from someone who's actually written a book about the tarot. Sure. But there's, it all comes down to an individual person actually sitting down right. and having their own experience uh, working with the tarot themselves. Right. And so, you know, and some people don't get there. Sure. You know, that might not be the thing that they want to do. Right. So thus they... um so there's people that are interested in the tarot and they give readings. So, but, um, right. that, that, that's how we but, fix that. That's actually one of the things that I present yeah. to people as the reason, like as a confirmation of abundance. I say, you know, like the, the reason why abundance exists is because not everybody wants to do the same thing. Like I said, you don't want to sit here and learn what 78 cards mean, but I do. <laughs> so that kind of balances out the playing field. And that's how you can believe that there's enough for you. It's kind of when we're fighting that scarcity kind of complex and you're trying to convince people to believe and trust that there'll be enough for them because it's a really big problem for people who were raised with conditional love, which is most people in this generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the way our society has been built in a lot of ways. Right. Um, That's right. But, but, you know, that is invaluable, valuable, you know, you know, you as a, um, as a, a person who gives readings, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who um, gives an interpretation of a card, someone who shares their interpretation, their intuitive interpretation of anything, mm-hmm. um, it's all invaluable. So I, I like to say it's all valid, right. mm-hmm. you know, in the end. Someone, someone may have a belief about something, but that belief may change. You know? Absolutely. Someone can look at a card in one moment and have an intuitive response to that and later can get a completely different revelation. So right. um, people get to see that process working through people, you know, you know, people like you and others that actually work directly with it for other people. And that's amazing. That is Thank absolutely you. amazing. I didn't, I didn't think about it that way. That's, that's kind of awesome. Well, before we jump back in, we have one more break to get through. Uh, so we're going to go through that, uh, listen to a little bit of universal love, and then we'll see you on the other side uh, and let you know how to get in contact with us. You're listening to Soul Sanctuary. Hey, this is Jeremiah Wilkerson, host of Shatterglass Radio. Catch me and several special guests as we talk everything in the world of professional wrestling, from the Ring of Honor, TNA, to our favorite local promotions in Austin, San Antonio, and around the entire state of Texas. You can catch us here every Friday afternoon from 3 to 4 p.m. Right here on KZSM.org.
What's up, everybody? This is J-Rod. Tune in every Wednesday from 5 to 7 while my co-host Rivers and I bring you two hours of movie news, highlights, speculations, and reviews. Only here on San Marcos' home for community radio, KZSM.org. This is David, the handsomest boy on radio. Listen every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. till midnight for jazz, fusion, bebop, samba, bossa nova, cool jazz, Latin, and maybe even some reggae and some Afrobeat. That's Tuesday night at 10 p.m. till midnight on kzsm.org, San Marcos, Texas.
So we're coming back from our break here with Soul Sanctuary. Hey, you're listening to Atika. Uh, we're here talking to Soul 10 about uh, the Thoth deck, actually. We're doing deep, uh, deep shop talk, I guess. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> deep into the uh, the Thoth, which is the, the tarot deck that I use. Uh, so we were talking about, we kind of were talking about the swords um, suit because that's air and that's our element this week. And one of the daily tarot that we had this week, um, it's called Today's Tarot, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Today's Tarot that we had was the Hanged Man. And that's a major arcana. And I think of it as an air card because it's all about changing perspective in my interpretation. And I, when I think about the ability to change perspective and see things from all sides, I really think of the air signs uh, for that and the air element, I guess, because air is everywhere. Um, do you find that to be more of an air card or what element do you find the hanged man associated with? Uh, for me, um, I actually, the air card or the hanged man, what are you talking about? The hanged man, the air in the hanged man, both. Okay. <laughs> Oh, the air in the hangman, yeah. So I, I kind of think, of, you know, the air in the hangman, um, you know, the, ta- the the tarot can be expansive, right? you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, cards like the universe and the aeon, you mm-hmm. know, they contain imagery that allude to things that are beyond what some of the images show. Right. And so for me, the, hang- the hangman can mean many things to, you know, depending on the person looking at the carb. Mm-hmm. And so for me, from uh, an air point of view, um, that source point of view, the hangman um, can represent incarnation. And so from that, <clears throat> when you look at it from that perspective, yeah. you start to get relations with other cards that kind of tie in together to that. Hmm. Uh, and that's just one way with which to look at it. Um, you might say that's an expansive way of looking at it. Okay. Um, people are more, could be more geared toward looking at it for more practical reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes in answering the questions of why we're here and what we're doing and what this life is about, um, you know, that card can introduce other ideas that, um, you know, can incorporate into what people might believe or what they might expand into believing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of kind of a major theme that I see with the hanged man. Now, do you read reversals in tarot or do you not? Some people think that thought sure. isn't designed for reversals. I've heard that. Have you heard that? I've heard it. I've heard yeah. both ways. I've heard people, I've, you know, read interpretations from people where they give the, the upright reading and then they give the reversed reading. Okay. And, you know, that's, that's kind of an interesting note because when people do that and you read that, a lot of times what you realize you're reading is their own interpretation of it from just the use of it. Sure. And mm-hmm. so when you think about the idea of reversals, um, that idea of reversals can actually tie into the tarot as a whole. So it's not just on an individual card basis, but you can actually look at the entire tarot from a reversal point of view as well. And that's kind of, I would say... Kind of get into um, um, more of an expansive quality within consciousness, mm-hmm. like uh, I'll put it to you this way: kind of like okay, so 
So in the tarot, we look at astrology, and so we look to astrology, you know, how those elements relate to what we're seeing on the cards, and then there's the Kabbalah, mm-hmm. and there's numerology, and there's all the symbology, right? Right. But yet within a very, a very moment, let's say within a meditative moment, you can get to a point inside, a piece where astrology, the Kabbalah, numerology, and even the tarot itself, in that moment has no effect on you whatsoever. Absolutely. So when you look at it that way, the entire tarot also has a reversal to it as well. Sure. And I know that's kind of out there. That's just kind of my perspective. But if you do that, right, um, you can kind of start to begin to see how um, you can literally have an instance within a day or within your consciousness where you can literally not be affected by anything. I think that's I think yeah. that's right. And I think one of the times that you experience that uh, is when you are working in and or towards your dharma. Um, there's a part of creative space where you get to where sleep doesn't ma- sleep doesn't matter. Eating doesn't matter. Nothing matters. But kind of downloading all of the stream of consciousness, that inspiration that you're receiving. So I definitely believe in that space. So you, yeah, so you know that experience for yourself. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And that and that experience has been documented by so many people. Right. And yet at the same time, there's people who are pursuing that experience. Sure. And I think overall, tarot kind of helps, um, helps kind of lead people along that path. And just like, in a, and I've had moments where I've gone to the tarot to look for answers or understanding. And for whatever reason... I could find any, and I literally had to take that deck, put it all together, put it away, and put it on a shelf. Right. And in doing that, you know, that kind of can allow allow somebody to open up their intuition to other things. Sure, absolutely. And that's kind of where, and the imagery and the tarot kind of kind of alludes to that, especially you know, like the universe. You know, mm-hmm. that card alone is you know, has big imagery in that. And Same it has with the aeon they both like kind of encompass the idea of the limitlessness of kind of the universe uh, and ourselves. I think that the, well, they're kind of the biggest, they, I think they have the biggest, I guess, uh, meanings uh, if we were to kind of rate them all out, which is, which is a great place to stop. Uh, We've actually talked our ways through the entire show. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to have you come back. uh, And uh, maybe for each element. It's vast. It's vast. It is. Maybe we can do each element. That'll be really fun. Uh, Before we let you go, I'll go go through how you can get in contact with me and then we'll have Zoltan do the same thing. Uh, If you'd like to read my blog, it's at HaiTarot, dot com. You can join the Soul Sanctuary kind of soldiers, our little group of, I don't know, ganglion. Soul Sanctuary MMF on Facebook. Uh, you can write me at Atika, A T T I K A, the number eight, at Outlook.com. Uh, and we're just about to roll out our new feature, which is Ask Atika. So you can send me anonymous questions there, and I'll be answering them on the air with Tarot and Pendulum. That's going to be really fun. Uh, how can we get in contact with you, Zoltan? Uh, my website is um, it's at who is zoltanblue.wordpress.com. Or you can just go to Zoltus, Zoltan Blue dot, excuse me, ZoltanBlue.com and it'll forward. Or you can reach me at whoiszoltanblue at gmail.com. And that's where uh, uh, the bulk of my writings are at. That sounds great. So I'm going to make sure that I put our contact information. Go there and in- check it out. I'll put our contact information in uh, when I upload uh, this to be downloaded. 
from Anchor or anywhere that you podcast here within the next couple of days. Thank you so much for joining us for Soul Sanctuary. Uh, we'll see you next Saturday. Goodbye.